Dear friends, uh, as you follow our Lord along the way of the cross on this uh, Good Friday, be an opportunity for you to grasp a little of the sorrows felt by those who loved our Lord as they witnessed him this uh, on his way to Calvary the first time so many years ago. And you will merit uh, in the eyes of God uh, as though you were there with them. So let us uh, try to be in, say, in some way a consolation to our Lord as he goes to Calvary. And our Lord from all eternity uh, saw all those who would be there as his faithful friends. And let us try to be those faithful friends. In this segment, I want to continue to look at more profoundly a little bit today the at the heart of the injustices perpetrated against our Lord uh, during his trial. And here, uh, the Lehman Brothers cite uh, 27 injustices uh, uh, that were committed against our Lord from a legal standpoint. I'm, ob I'm obviously just going to quote only a few of them and in order to, uh, to draw us uh, more clearly into the heart of the sorrows of our Lord that he would witness uh, by the violation of justice. Here, the, the first injustice we notice uh, in the proceedings of the trial uh, of the Jewish law was that it prohibited the transactions of legal business to take place at night. And we know that the, this, uh, this accusation, this trial against our Lord was uh, committed at night. As regards the first interrogation uh, put by uh, Caiaphas uh, to our Lord, in this case, he is even more than a judge, for he is the president of an assembly of judges. Here we have another injustice, for it is well known fact that no legislative body ever allowed an accuser to act as a judge. And that's what we see taking place. We notice that the Christ is allowed to be struck by one of the officers. In the, this act of brutality, we have another injustice, as the judges unjustly permit a deed so shameful in their presence. As regards the deposition of the witnesses, in, the, in this proceeding we notice how the judges, without examining the witnesses, allow for uh, a, the conflicting reports of fraudulent witnesses. As regards the interrogation put to Jesus by Caiaphas, and that's this that I want to I want to focus on a little bit. Uh, he says to our Lord, I adjure, I adjure thee by the living God that you tell us whether you are uh, the Christ, the Son of the living God. It is very important here to notice the sudden change in the manner of the accusation. There is, in fact, no longer any question either regards the witnesses or their testimony. Caiaphas, so to speak, now throws all the evidence in the wastebasket and declares the testimony that had been uh, so dishonor uh, dishonorably obtained and shamefully uh, given insufficient of itself to condemn the accused. Furthermore, the fact of Caiaphas being driven as a last resort to interrogating the prisoner in the hope of ordering from him a confession of guilt is in itself an involuntary admission that nothing has been found in him worthy of death. Why then is he still retained as a criminal? As to the interrogation itself, it was a snare set by Caiaphas. In adjuring our Lord to declare whether he was the Son of God or not, he foresaw that whatever his answer might be, his doom was fixed. Should he answer any question in the negative, he will be condemned as an impostor, for such he has certainly claimed to be. If in the uh, affirmative he answers, he will be condemned as a blasphemer. Thus, a denial was to be treated as no less a criminal act than an avowal. And Jesus said, I am. 
Jesus respects on the lips the high priest, the majesty of the name of God. He replies to the question, despite the malice which prompted it, on account of the sacred language in which it was clothed. He is not uh, deceived by the dissimulation of the high priest, far from it, but he is ready to do homage to the divine name, although knowing that it, in this instance it was basically employed to entrap him. As regards the condemnation of our Lord, the high priest tears his clothes, that is to say he gives way to anger, thus violating the law that enjoined on the judges to comport themselves towards a prisoner with gentleness and respect. Another clear injustice consisted in the fact of his pronouncing against the accused the charge of blasphemy without looking into whether what our Lord was saying was true or not. In declaring uh, the answer of Jesus blasphemous, he deprives the subordinate judges of freedom of voting, for it is well known fact that the decision of the high priest was considered infallible, uh, uh, an infallible authority among the Jews. What further have we need of witnesses? What, says the Lemon Brothers, a judge dare deny the necessity of witnesses when the law expressly and absolutely demanded them? And so we see another injustice. What think you, says Caiaphas, and the response of the Sanhedrin was exactly what Caiaphas had anticipated. They answered and said, he is guilty of death. Notice the, that the sentence was pronounced on the same day of the trial, uh, whereas according to law, it should have been uh, deferred to the next day at least. So many injustices are committed that uh, are not worth continuing on and on, but here I simply want to conclude with the beautiful words of these uh, Jewish converts. Who was the Christ? Who was Jesus Christ? Surely he could have not been any ordinary man. Not uh, only his character and his works show it, but also his conduct in the face of his enemies. The detection of some irregularity on part of judges conducting a trial does not necessarily imply the innocence of an accused. But what we can say of the trial uh, abounding from the very beginning to the end uh, of the gravest infractions of law and decorum, well, what we can say is the fact that if such scandalous proceedings have been permitted by the body of men composing the highest tribunal of the land proves beyond a doubt that they recognized in Jesus an extraordinary personage with an influence that threatened to ruin their ambitious prospects. Who then? was this wondrous person. Who is this to secure whose downfall all forms of law had been clearly violated? Who is this who met the insolence of his accusers with meekness and serenity? Who is this who drank of the bitter waters of Kedron like David and was sold like Joseph? Well, the Laman brothers conclude with these beautiful words. He who, uh, we who have written these pages will not uh, live to see the glorious day of Israel's redemption, but from heaven, where we trust God will have graciously received us, we shall contemplate with joy, unspeakable, the gathering in of our people to the fold of Christ. Jesus, remember us when you enter into your kingdom. Amen.